Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang, Kane Gang, Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang, 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 Kane Well, good afternoon, everybody. Happy Friday. It's your boy, DC, along with my main man, the J-Man, here on the Kang Gang Show, Sirius XM Channel 145, Slam Radio. J-Man, as I always ask you, what it do, what it do? Dude, I'm doing great today. Um, I'm very excited for football. Uh, you know, we're, we're down, we're under three weeks away until the hurricanes kick off. We're 20 days away now. Okay. Hold on. Stop that. We are every days away from kickoff, baby. Let's That's go. Right. That's right, man. And, uh, you know, I can just, this time of year, you can always feel it. I don't know about you guys, but there's like a certain smell in the air. Um, and I, and I'm just, you know, emotionally, I'm preparing myself. It's my favorite time of the, of the entire year. And okay, got- so I'm going to play devil's advocate. Uh-huh. I am extremely stoked. And even though the ACC, SEC, and, Don't do this. and the Big 12 are still pending on playing, um, I'm still optimistic because you never know, right? It, it could literally just flip the script and say, you know what, we're, we're heading to the spring. Um, you look at some of the situations that are going on on campuses, Notre Dame, UNC, Purdue, Syracuse, you know, you look at some of these, you know, institutions where they're having outbreaks and, you know, kids are acting the fools because they're college kids. They want to do what they want to do. Right. You know, that's the reason why they go to college. They don't want mommy and daddy telling them what to do. They want to do their own thing. And unfortunately it's kids like that, that jeopardize potentially fall ball. Do you agree or disagree? I, I agree with you. But I don't know, man. I just – I feel like the southeastern region of the country is is just going to play ball, man. I, I don't think there's much – you know, I could see individual programs in the ACC shutting it down. But I think – But how does that change? But how does that change? If, if individual schools in the ACC shut down, how does that affect your scheduling? Well, I'm – I still – like – I would find it very hard to believe that schools like Florida state and Clemson, and then all of the sec schools would just not play. I actually think the Canes are more likely to cancel than a school like Clemson or a school like Georgia tech or, or uh, Florida state. But if you look at the Canes, obviously this is, uh, you know, the Kane gang show. So, but if you look at the Canes, um, they're doing pretty well as far as maintaining safety and, and protocols and yeah. um, everybody doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, reading a few things, uh, players are actually, you know, reaching out to us when they see some students and, you know, hey, put your mask on or, you know, social distance. So I think the players, the student athletes are actually kind of going um, – above and beyond what they should be doing because they want to play. And, and I think they need to play. And, and I think we want them to play. You know, I think that, that brings me joy. Watching the University of Miami football program brings me joy. Absolutely. Like, like real joy. <laughs> like, yeah. the birth, like the birth of my kids' joy. Does that, yeah. does that sound like – is that a good joy? That's a good joy, right? It is. No, I, I feel it too, man. And, and maybe, maybe not a – you know, I, I would never say that I have the same level of passion for it that you do. Um, but, you know, in my own way, I feel that legitimate joy. And when they lose, I feel legitimate sorrow. Uh, you know, there is, there is not much in the world. I mean, it's probably next to having your heart broken by a girl. Um, like the, the pain of a, of a really tough Hurricanes loss. There's not much that can compare to that. 
So, so, all right. So over the years, there have been some tough, tough losses from the University of Miami, right? Yeah. Like, if I'm going to compare, like, like the loss of a girlfriend type loss would yeah. probably go back to, like, losing in the OB and getting that 58-game streak broken. Like, that was a devastating loss, right? Like, that's the type of loss that, like, my girl just dumped me in front of like 50 people type loss, yeah. right? Like literally that's the type of loss that, you know, it's not the, okay. In the FIU loss, like that's another one of those type of yeah. like heartbreaking losses, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a gut punch mixed with like, how does life go on from here? Like I, I, I think that's not, it's not even a gut punch. I think that's a kick in the yayos. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the type of loss and the type yeah. of feeling that you get. Yeah, you know, it, like it's, it's that type of loss. Agreed. And it, it's <laughs> at least for me, like when I get into that mode. I mean, whether it's a girl or it's a Kane's loss, like that. It's like my my head just starts spinning. It's like, how does my life change from this? Which is stupid if you think about it, that I'm, I'm doing that with a football game. But when we lost to FIU, I was thinking, like, is Manny Diaz gone? Is Jaron Williams gone? Is Dan Enos gone? Like, how does, you know, will, will the Hurricanes ever actually bring me joy again? You know, it, it's that kind of stuff. Ooh. So I rebounded pretty quick um, because I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah, sure. okay, they went into that game. Let, let's just talk about that FIU game. They went into that game, lackadaisical. Didn't really care anything about the game. Figured we'd walk in, we'd win, we'd move on to Duke. Um, but, man, like, there was just a trend. You lost that game, then you lost to Duke, and then you lost to La Tech. But you know what? That's over and done with. You know why? Because that's last year. It's time to move on. Sp uh, fall ball's already been started. Scrimmage number one happened last weekend. What in the world? J-Man, we actually potentially – I say actually, but potentially – could have a viable quarterback watching the highlights yeah. seeing my man Derek King sling the ball like just straight gunslinger like poised drop back arm cocked boom lighten it up yeah so I spoke about this on the fours up podcast which I also do mm -hmm. with with Hurricanes Marsh and shout out to Marsh he's a good friend um so we we spoke about this the uh, the fact that he threw for four touchdowns, as you know, if you would have asked me what his stat line would be, if someone said King is the MVP of the scrimmage, what's his stat line? I'd say two passing, two rushing touchdowns. Gotcha. Um, but four the passing. The fact that it was four passing, that is awesome. I would take that any day because I have a hundred percent confidence in his feet and his legs already. Correct. He doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to prove anything to me with his feet. Um, Agreed. His arm, though, the fact that he's shredding a top 15 defense with his arm just has me more excited than, than I thought I would possibly would be. So you brought up a, a number there. You said a top 15 defense. Yeah. Is that what you just said? Now, him throwing for four, four TDs and – Knight and and Cam and Cheney and yeah. X and like torching that D is that good or bad? Um, well, I, I guess I want to manage expectations. I've been I've been talking about this on Twitter the last few days, uh, which which my handle is is at Jr Nelson one seven. Jordan Nelson is my and name. And if you do anything negative, he will block you. <laughs> Cole loves to bring that up. I get a little blocked. I do. Um. But yeah, so so I've been talking about this today, and you know people have been pushing back. Um, but I actually think this is the worst statistical defense under Manny Diaz. Why Not is that, coach? But just um, why is that? Been here. Well, I think a lot of things go into it. The tempo does. Um, our defense is going to have. They're going to be on the field a lot. Um, and they're not going to get very long breaks because we're playing fast tempo offense, right? Um, we are very inexperienced at the linebacker position. We're well, see, that's where I would disagree. All right. So let me let me stop you there. Okay. Let me let I, I think we're young. I don't think yeah. we're inexperienced. Um, because if you if you think about it, you have a fifth year senior returning in Zach McLeod. Yeah. Right. You got I believe he's a redshirt junior 
and Bradley Jennings. She's just been injured um, yeah. over a couple of years. Wayman Steed, I think he's a redshirt junior as well. Um, so as far as like age wise, yeah. like college years wise, I think we're we're there. Yeah. Like ex- inexperience as far as playing. Yeah, yeah. G- game experience. I think it's different, but. Um, we have to look at it like this, right? So our offense, that fast pace, up tempo, power spread, whatever you want to call it, yeah. like our defense ain't facing that against anybody else. Yeah. Maybe Clemson if they decide to push, yeah. you know, push it. So I think that what this does is okay. So the stats could be misleading, right? Who knows? Sure. But if you take into account, if you're going to see this every day in practice, you're hoping to get better, right? Your defense. Yeah. So when you do play against a team that is going to potentially try to run that offense, now you're at least you're prepared for it. So why not? See, that's my biggest. That's one of my always biggest things is, oh, our defense is ahead of the offense, or blah blah blah, or vice versa. But you got to give them time. You got to see yeah. them work together. You know, again, these guys have been under the Manny system, the Blake Baker system here for a couple of years now. They know what to expect. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and and you know, so with that. Um, I don't trust I, – I know Manny has his hands on the defense. You don't like Baker. Just say it. I, it's not that I don't like Baker. It's that you don't I, like don't like, I don't like him as much as Manny, if that makes sense. So I, well, I get it. Yeah. I get it, No, and, and, and I get it. Because last year, why did Manny have to come bail Baker out? Exactly. Like, again, you That's should have saying. full confidence in your D.C. And if you don't have full confidence in your D.C., then cut ties, go back to the Golden Denofria area, Cut ties, move on, find me another DC. Yeah, and so that's that's a big thing for me. Um, I do think our defense, because like you said, we probably won't be playing a ton of these uh, high-tempo teams. So our defense will probably be on the field a lot more than last year in that, you know, they'll do a long drive. Let's say we're playing Pitt, you know, a run-heavy, uh, you know, offense with those big corn-fed linemen. Um, you know, they're going to run – they're going to do a whole bunch of running plays, you know, milk the clock, have these seven minute drives. And then right. we're going to come onto the field and go 80 yards. Boom, 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 boom. Defense back on the field. Exactly. <laughs> for another long grinded out drive. And, well, and, and so, I think that's what's important to have depth. And I think that's yes. what we've been building over the last year or two is depth. You look at the D line. I think the D line is going to be solid as far as sure. depth, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, it, and the funny thing is, like, you know, you think about losing somebody with the caliber of, of uh, Gregory Rousseau. Yeah. But then you look at actually who's behind them, you yeah. know, who was behind them. Like, there's not really a drop off. Like, I'm so excited to see Quincy and I'm so excited to finally see Phillips. Like, yeah. I just want to see them. But, he, but past them, Chance Williams, Elijah Roberts, you know, there's, there's multiple people. Um, you know, Harvey, there's multiple people that are literally on that DN ready to step up the D line with Jonathan Ford and Nesta and yeah. Miller. You know, I, I think the D line, and I think that's, what's going to be advantageous for us is having that depth. Yeah. I, and I agree with you. I think we have great depth at every position. Um, I am worried about the lack of game experience at linebacker. And then we have a lot of youth and we're not a ton of depth at corner either. Um, and those are the two position groups that I'm worried about in terms of needing that depth. So hopefully between CB1 Outblades yeah. and don't know who CB2 is, whether it's Ivy, whether it's Christian Williams, yeah. um, you know, and again, you, you got to Corey Couch, you know, you have guys that are there. It's yeah. just, you know, and again, you got a lot of young guys. Safety, I'm not too concerned about. You know, obviously you have Amari, you have Bolden, you have Carter. Yeah. You know, you, I'm not really too worried about that. Um, you know, it's time for some of the young guys. Now it does hurt that we found out this past week that Avante Williams will be out for, for the season, yes. but you know what? You're loaded at that back end anyway, right now. Yeah. Why not go ahead and get, you know, if it's a medical issue, why not go ahead and get medically cleared, uh-huh. you know, get your workouts in, you know, again, don't really need you this year, but then come next year, boom, you got Williams and Williams, you know, again, if everybody sticks, but you know, again, could you imagine having James Williams and Avante Williams back there? Yeah. That's, that's, that's scary. Yeah. You know? Well, and then, and then you got Cam Kinchins and Jalen Harrell. Oh, yeah. We're just loaded yes. at safety, man, for the future. Yeah. Brian Balaam. I mean, like you yeah. got a, you got a bunch of people and then think about this though. So you always, we keep leading into that 2021 Alabama game, right? Like, yeah. could you imagine that Al blades, Ivy, they're seniors, you yeah. know, 
and, and so let's let let me talk about let me ask you about this, Jay man. What do you think about the new NCAA rule eligibility rule that they're saying that any fall student athlete who participates in the fall, no matter how many games they play this year, doesn't lose any eligibility? Well, speaking of Derek King. I I think he is the most talented quarterback in college football that could use that extra eligibility. 100%. Yes, because all of the other top-level kids are pro prospects. Gone. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, gone. No, there's no reason. But for De'Eric King, um, you know, I was actually talking to uh, Ryan Roberts of, uh, you know, he's an NFL draft guru. And he was saying, he's like, I think De'Eric King is an elite athlete. However, I do not see him as a quarterback at the next level. He said, I think. You know, and that that transitions to a lot of athletic quarterbacks, right? Not not your prototypical 6'4", 6'5", pro-style quarterbacks, which are more likely in the NFL. Now, you look at Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson and, you know, a couple different people that can, can play the position at quarterback who are technically athletes. Yeah. But you're better off switching positions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, no, was, no, was a phenomenal quarterback, high school and kind of in college that didn't play quarterback in the NFL. Who? Antoine Randall L. Yeah. Played for Pittsburgh. One. Yep. That's great. Um, you know, so you have to look at what you, when you're going to the league, like, right? You have to look at your position and say, look, I know I'm not going to be a quarterback, yeah. I'm an athlete this is what I'm going to play, you know? So, you know, maybe when you go to the combine, you, you hit the wide receiver spot, you know, or whatever. But I actually think if, if Derek King gets another year of eligibility, you're going into that Alabama game with technically a fifth year senior, you know, with a, a year under Lashley's offense, boom. I mean, I think that is just, and I'm not taking nothing away from, from, from the cozy. Right. Yeah. But you're going into that game. Would you rather have someone like Dorit King and his demeanor, his calmness? Um, yep. With a year under in the system, and then you know, or having someone like Perry. Um, there's, but there's, it changes things too, though, because what happens with? Well, I don't want to sit another year. I'm going to transfer. Yeah. A lot of things can happen. Tyler Van Dyke. Yeah. Well, so let's let's continue on this. We actually need to kick it to commercial. Um, already yeah. How long have we been doing it? yeah time flies man uh yeah so we're the cane gang show slam radio channel 145 oh. sirius xm we'll catch you in a second yo what's up Baby, let's go. this is to a tongue of Iloa. yo sway calloway this is spice adams this is michael the playmaker everybody what's up this is grok and you're listening to slam, slam radio. radio sirius xm yeah Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at AmericaLet'sDoLunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, have to, you forgot that. Just the two of us. Oh, the two of us. We're building castles in the sky. Just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. 
And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. And we're back on a Friday afternoon, Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio, the Kane Gang Show. J-Man, your boy DC. We're kicking off segment two, following up uh, segment one with a couple things. Uh, the draft, el- the the eligibility rule for the NCAA. Uh, J-Man, go ahead and touch on, you said you had a, another thing you wanted to talk about. Talk to me about it. Yeah, so, I mean, we, we'd been talking about De'Ara King and how, you know, he's a guy that um, it would make sense for him to come back because he's not necessarily an elite-level quarterback prospect at the NFL level. Um, obviously, that could change after the season, but for right now, you know, a lot of people think he's like more of a slot receiver or a, or right. a running back type thing. Um, but right. one guy that I think is getting overlooked for this that is huge is our brand new kicker, Jose Borregales. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I actually saw something about that. Could you imagine having him another year? Yeah. And then his little brother kind of, you know. Red shirt. Oh, but you still can play in four games. Technically, if they go back yeah. to the old rule, playing yeah. four games. But again, you know, that would be awesome to watch those two play together. You know, I know their mom would love that. I'm yeah. sure their family would love that. Yeah, it would, it would be awesome. And, you know, both of those guys have acknowledged on Twitter, they acknowledged that rule change and yeah. be very interested by it. I, I know I saw De'Aaron King, you know, like he acknowledged it when he did. I, I just got lost. Right, right. And I was, I was, uh, yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> but what happens to some of the other players in the other conferences now? Like, so let, let me ask you this. So I heard a point earlier in the week, um, and for those of you turning, tuning in here on the Kang Gang Show here on Friday afternoon between 1 and 2, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, but I, I, listened to, I listened to College Football Live earlier in the week, and David Pollock, you ever watch College Football Live uh, with uh, Joey Galloway and Pollock? Yeah. And, yeah, um, I think it's uh, Greg McElroy, whatever his name is, uh, QB at Alabama. Um, Greg something, I don't know, uh, kind of a redheaded guy, whatever. Anyway, they, um, so Pollock was talking about the spring, right? About these conferences, you know, playing in the spring. And what I thought was interesting and what he said, and it made perfect sense. So right now in the fall, you have all these college football teams playing, right? But for the most part, the power five and all these big conferences, they get all the TV revenue. They get all the TV spotlights, ESPNs, you know, game days, whatever the case may be, right? So he made a point and said, well, you know what, if I was a D2 school or, you know, the subdivision from the FBS or D3, he goes, I would move my whole season to the spring. And someone asked him why. He goes, I'll tell you why. He goes, now I'm taking my product to to ESPN, to ABC, to NBC and say, hey, look, why don't you guys put us on? I would watch football year round. Could you imagine having like a D2 or a D3 starting in February, March and running through May or June? You know, they have their own TV affiliations. They, you know, have the spotlight. I would watch it. It's hard for me to watch those games now because I'm more attuned to the Power Five, right? But if they were in the spring, I would watch it. I'm not sure if I would or not. I, I think I, I would definitely tune in to the first few games and decide whether it was worth my time or not. Um, you know, because I, I, I'm the kind of guy where I jumped into the, what was the, the football the league XFL? a few years ago? The XFL. The XFL? And there was another one. Uh, yeah, both of those. <laughs> the CFL? Yeah, they're yeah. both kind of like, you know, they're off, I watched right? the first two games and I was just like, eh, whatever, you know. But I think those are different, right? So the XFL, they have different type of rules and things like yeah. that. But, I mean, you're talking college football. You know, you could be talking about, like, and again, like, towards the end of the year, like, I'm watching the James Madisons and the North Dakota States and, you know, teams that won the championship, like, eight years in a row. Like, I like those. And I like the playoff system that the D2s and D3s have um, throughout the year. Like, so I, I like college football. So, for me, it would be a plus, and I would definitely watch it. Um, so, anyway. That's just kind of what I was thinking about what I heard this week, and I thought it was actually kind of creative. I think yeah. it's a creative ploy on that. Um, creative, and and I think they should try it. I mean, why not? You know, I, I think. Yeah, I can't listen. You can't hurt. Yeah, plenty of people would tune in. I'm just, I'm not sure, man. You know, I, I definitely would watch the first few games and then decide if I like it or not. So, gotcha. 
Um, real quick, I want to give a shout out. Yesterday was uh, we had Q on last week, right? Yep. Yeah, well, yesterday was Q's uh, youngest son, Damien's birthday. So I just want to give a happy birthday shout out to little Damien here on national radio. Um, it's important that we recognize our family, you know? Yeah. Um, so happy birthday, Damien. I, I, he turned eight years old, man. Wow. That's eight a, years old. Man. Milestone. <laughs> yeah, happy, happy birthday, Damien. Yeah. A couple other things that was uh, brought to my attention. Do you know, do you know who J.D.? The garbage man. Do you follow the garbage man? I don't. All right, so you gotta you gotta follow JD. He's 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 family too, man. He's a lot familiar as well. Um, but uh, his son's just graduated, so I want to give him a, a shout out for you know graduating. You know, twenty twenty through all this COVID situation, it's tough, right? You know, they're doing virtual graduations. I, I never in my wildest dreams would I have ever thought that we're doing virtual graduations, but we're doing virtual graduations. And yeah. uh, so, Matt, congrats to uh, JD's son in uh, graduating. So, so check this out. I just want to get those two things off. So last night, I was watching TV, and I was watching ESPN. And, 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 and for those of you who are listening, I'm telling you, if you guys get an opportunity – there's a show that came on ESPN last night. It was called Project 11. Let me know. If you, did you hear about that yet, J-Man? I haven't. I haven't yet. Project 11. Do you know what it's about? Let me tell you what it's about because you haven't heard about it. Alex Smith. Holy moly, bro. Like, <laughs> I have mad respect for this man. I have mad yeah. respect for his wife. Like, they literally did a documentary about, like, him growing up and, you know, him yeah. – playing football because his brothers played football and, you know, he looked up to him and then obviously, you know, going to Utah, you know, yeah. and playing for the Utes and, you know, being the number one overall pick and, you know, obviously being coached by Urban Meyer. So they, they showed all this stuff, but it led up into the, that November 18th, 2018 game against Houston when uh, JJ Watt and, I can't remember the it was a cornerback came on a blitz and snapped his leg. Yeah. You you remember the injury, right? So oh, it snapped it horrific, his leg. Man. Yeah. Okay. But it, I'm telling everybody listening to this to this show, please do me a favor and watch Project Eleven. So J Man, when I tell you that they showed, you know, again, they just thought it was a routine, you know, surgery. They went in there, they did it. Ended up having an infection, like a flesh eating bacteria like eating his skin like yeah. he started getting this like fevers and so they went back and they opened and like like and it's it's graphic right so i'm gonna show i'm gonna tell you right now it's graphic yeah. they showed his skin and what the infection was doing to his skin and then they showed you as you got later on into it like jay man i'm telling you they showed this dude's leg you could see bone and then everything peeled away from the bone like it was that like, but I mean, the documentary was phenomenal. It yeah. showed this man's his his faith. It showed his determination. It showed his willingness to get back to do whatever it takes to get back on that field. They were actually talking about potentially amputating this man's leg. Jeez. That it was they weren't talking about like saving his leg. They were talking about saving his life. That's how bad this was, right? Yeah. And so. And I found it just astonishing because this past week he was cleared to play football and he's back playing for um, Washington, you know, back at, at camp and stuff. So I thought that it was just a phenomenal documentary. And right after that, and it made me think of you, Jay, man, Marcus Goodwin played for the Bills. Uh-huh. I love watching ESPN like 360. They do all these great documentaries. Yeah. And they, oh, the documentary of him and just, it was outstanding watching him as his track athlete in high school, you know, being in the Texas and then going to Texas and playing ball. And he met his wife. She was a track star there. And I'm telling you, man, for it puts, it puts life in perspective. It puts sports in perspective. Yeah. This individual, literally, his wife lost not, their first child, their second, their second and third child, they were having twins almost a year later after they lost their first child. She lost to twins. Both, both times she lost all three children were at 19 weeks. 
she she gave birth at 19 weeks all three of these kids Jeez. and she lost them um but did it, again it just goes back to the determination yeah. of like these individuals and he 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 didn't even go to the NFC championship game last year because he was with his family yeah. he felt family was more important than a football game yeah it kind of puts sports in perspective doesn't it like yeah like absolutely. what's more important absolutely man it, it's I mean, that's kind of the great thing about sports, though, is it, it's something that uh, unites us. Uh, but, I mean, think of all the life lessons that we can learn from competition and, and you know, coming together and being part of something bigger than ourselves. Um, yeah. I mean, that I think that's the draw of sports. And, it, I mean, it's incredible, man. I love hearing stories because, you know what, we watch these guys on Saturdays. We watch these guys on Sundays, and we root for them. The problem is we don't really know who they are. Yeah. We don't really truly, truly know. We don't know the problems that these individuals are facing. Like the student athletes at the University of Miami right now, they, be, they be, could be going through hardships. Yeah. We don't know it. All we're there is support them on Saturdays or potentially a Thursday night or a Friday night. But that's where I feel like myself, like over the years, I've taken it upon myself to get to know these individuals to get to know their families because it means more to me to have like knowledge about the individual, not just as a player, but as a, yeah. an individual, you know? And I think that's resonated with me because I've built like, I say lifelong friendships and I have, you know, like I can see guys that played 20 plus years ago and they know who I am. Yeah. It's important to me, you know? Yeah. And I, I've always thought that that's really impressive, you know, as, I, as I've gotten to know you. Um, you know, from my perspective, I kind of got into the media world um, through the Fours Up podcast. And, you know, now we have yeah. our radio show together. So from my perspective, there's a very fine line uh, to walk in that area because, um, you know, people, people listen to, to the podcast that we do. Um, they listen to that for analysis. You know, so if I'm always gassing up the, you know, the players on, on the Hurricanes team, that gets boring after a while. No one really right. wants your only positivity, right? Especially when they can right. see on the TV that not everything is going well. Um, right. You know, and, and that's kind of a, a fine line that I've had to walk, and um, I'm trying to refine it and get better at it. Um, you know, because someone made the point known to me that, that some players actually listen to the podcast that we do on occasion. Right. And it had me thinking, you know, like there's some guys that I've been pretty hard on um, and, and they're young kids. Like I, you know, I, I want to be respectful and understanding of where they're at in their life, um, you know, because they are just kids. You know, they're, they're a few years younger than Even I though they're adults. I mean, even though they're adults, 18 to 22, yeah. I still consider them kids, right? Yeah, but and, I mean, they're, they're not being paid to play football, though. So for me correct. to they're playing of football, like right. that, that's a little rough when they're not even being compensated for it. Yeah. So, and that's where I feel like I'm going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I, 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 I'm a firm believer in, uh, like, positivity. Like, you won't see me, whether it's Twitter, IG, Facebook, whatever the case may be, like I'm not bashing any any student athlete. Yeah. I don't even bash the coaches. Like if I do, I keep it to myself yeah. because I think there's got to be more positive people than negative people because there's yeah. already those, you know, Monday morning quarterbacks out there. Well, shoulda, coulda, woulda, blah blah yeah. blah. Look, I've always said this. Number one, I'm not playing. I'm not tackling. I'm not catching. Yeah. I'm not running. I'm not coaching. I'm supporting. Yeah. So as a fan, how about you just support, win or lose, good or bad. And just have a positive attitude because I yeah. think the players appreciate that more than being all up on them when they're winning and then being all down on them when they're losing, right? Do you think that'll change it all? I mean, you have a radio show now. So do you think that'll change it all? I mean, because people are going to rely on you to give a reaction, you know? So say we're watching that Florida international game again and we lose and you're going on the air the next morning, um, you know? I'm like, not going to be politically correct. I'm not. Yeah, I keep it real. I'm not gonna bash him, but I'm gonna okay. keep it real. Okay. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I get. What I you're think saying. that's fair. Yeah. Right. And and you know I'm. It, it's hard to say what is bashing though. That that's something that Correct. you know. Yeah. Because yeah. a, a lot of people, you know, I I gave Jaron Williams a very hard time. Um, during the and, and rightfully so. 
yeah. hearing some of the things that have come out afterwards, rightfully so, yeah. you know? Um, so again, we don't know the inner, inner works of the team and stuff like that, but now that, you know, and listen, man, you know, and I, and I'll give him a shout out right now, right? Jaron Williams, go do you at Juco. Of course. Go do you. you know? Of course. I, um, even when I put these young kids on blast, like it's not that I want them to fail. You know, right. one of the guys that, uh, you know, I get some pushback because I, I put him on blast a few times this off season is Mark Pope. Um, just because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ready to see substance on the field. And, and honestly, to be fair, I think a lot of my pushback towards that is actually towards the fan base as opposed to him, but I never make it personal. Whenever he does anything good, I'm always cheering for him. You know, I, right. I, I will happily say, I hope that Mark Pope proves me wrong. I hope that I think, he wins the Blitnikoff I, award. I'll cheer for him as loud as anyone. I just, I want substance on the field this year. Well, I think what happened was over the last two years is just look at the coordinators. Yeah. Like they're horrible, right? I, yeah. I mean, again, you saw a couple of flashes of a couple of people, you know, again, like when your top receiver is a transfer from Buffalo, <laughs> yeah, there's a problem there, right? There's a problem Absolutely. there. Oh, um, and, and so, he, yeah. culturally, he was he he was the leader of the pretty much the entire offensive side of the ball from day one. Correct. Him Correct. and DJ Dallas. That's just Correct. that's unacceptable, man. He right. Was, Especially in University of Miami. Especially in like local kids that grew up here in in, yeah. in the three oh five. Come on, man. You gotta do better yeah. than that. Yeah. But again, I think that's based on, you know, again, the OC that we had and, and things like that. But you know, moving forward, I, I'm I'm excited to see what, you know, what Lashley does, what Likens does. You know, what Manny allows these guys to do, yeah. open it up. You know, listen, you give me five wide. Like, one of my favorite football movies is Varsity Blues. Uh -huh. You know, like, you run me to oomph the oomph. I don't care. Just give me five wide and run it, you know? So, I think we're almost up against the break. Are we almost up against the break, or what, what, we, what got, are we looking at? We've got a minute or two. We're good to keep going a little bit. All right. So, a minute or two. Maybe we can stretch it into two real quick. I did listen to the Fours Up podcast. I'm going to give you, you guys a, a, yeah. a, a, a phenomenal how-do because you guys did a good job. Well, thank you. But for the life of me, you guys did your Mount Marshmore or whatever you want, <laughs> Marshmallow, whatever you guys called it. I can't remember at this point. What was it, the Mount, the Mount Marshmore? Was that what yeah. it was called? Yeah, named after Marsh. All right, so you did the Mount Marshmore. So shout out to Hurricane Marsh, but Marsh. Okay, listen. Why was Jimmy last? So uh, I'll give you that one. You had badge. You had the Olsons. For the life of me, how come nobody thought there's no more bro bigger than Lou Henley? Are you kidding me, bro? That's a good point. You got my man Lou walking out there straight tatted down, and you guys don't even bring up Lou Henley. That's a good point. But you know what? So I'm just saying <laughs> Lou Henley is probably the ultimate bro. Like if I'm going somewhere, I'm taking Lou with me. Yeah, and and you're a hundred percent right, man. I just I had that red dot staring into my eyes, the recording light, and uh, you know I just drew a blank. What did you do? Like me having the the Olsen brothers on there though, I was actually pretty. Proud I thought of it was great, and you brought a good point. Like I thought Kevin Olsen was going to be the the next Kyle Wright per se, coming <laughs> out of high school, right? Like that type of talent. Um, but yeah, that never transcended. So anyway. So yeah. whatever. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I can't believe you guys didn't li listen, like, uh, uh yeah. kind of just look at Lou Henley and make him a bro. I mean, you're so. right. You're right. The, I mean, you're a hundred percent correct. And all I have to say is hindsight is 2020. Cause I definitely, Absolutely. I wouldn't have risked, you know what? I wouldn't have the risked thing putting Dan like, Cilio you know, on there because he's oh, going to beat me up yeah. if he ever hears of that. I saw that. Yeah. I heard that one too. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, we're up against the break, everybody, here on the Kang Gang Show. It's, you got J-Man on one end. You got DC on the other end. We'll be back in a jiffy. Stay tuned. Slam Radio, channel 145XM, the Kang Gang Show. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. 
Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Aniga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apola. Tunga Vailoa. See, that sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Back on the scene, crispy and clean, J-Man in D.C., you know what I mean? We're back, Kang Gang Show. I figured I'd just throw a little, little, uh, drop a little spit in there. I hope you guys don't mind, but uh, it was just something different. <laughs> J-Man, I liked it. I liked it. Back. <laughs> I liked it, man. All right, well, that was kind of my, uh, my version of little Eminem going on right there. Sounded pretty good, huh? Yeah, I if I had a record label, I'd give you a deal. Oh, that's what I'm talking about right there. So so right before we went to break, we were talking about the bros list from the Fours Up podcast, yep. which I thought was kind of creative. Yep. I was I was almost tempted to do like not a bros list, not a bros list of Kane's players, but like a bros list of Kane fans. Okay. Ooh, I have a bunch of those. Yeah, we'd be uh we'd we'd be making some enemies possibly though, you know. As the Twitter Twitter's yeah. a vicious place, man. Well, the problem is you can't just do a Mount Rushmore, right? Like Yeah. Like you can't just do four. Yeah. Like there's just there's no way. I I don't think there's there's no way possible just to do four people. Yeah. But there are some good good Kane fans out there. There are and I'm not just talking about like Twitter, Twitter fans or IG fans. I'm talking about like like legitimate fan fans. Yeah. Like good people. Yeah. It's uh, you know, getting it. I mean, we've we've talked about. It. I'm I'm from Utah. You know, I don't have any ties to South Florida. Um, Tyler Huntley. What was that? Tyler Huntley. Yeah. That's kind of your tie to South Florida. Yep. <laughs> Zach him, Moss. Yep, Zach Moss and Giovanni <laughs> Paul or Gianni Paul. Gianni yeah. Paul, number thirty six. Oh my gosh, man. Like yeah. uh one of my one of my gosh, that's a, like an old name. Like did yeah. you even know what number he was or did I just kind of tell you what number he was? You just told me what number he was. But I, I know I, I knew that he was some from South Florida and I knew he was a great great player for the Utes. So Okay. But he was like five eight. Yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah. and one of the games i remember him gosh against uva up in charlottesville yeah. and they had i think he was guarding like a, a six foot six tight end and literally just took the ball like away from him because like yeah. again i think he's like five eight he could be a little taller he might be five nine but yeah man yeah that's that's a blast from the past yeah guys like guys like him and storm johnson you know whenever they leave yeah whenever Love they storm. leave you're just like man i, I wish I wish we could have made that work because I have no doubt well, those guys would have contributed. 
Yeah, Storm's case though, he was. I mean that that running back class back then was deep. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't see him getting on the field. I mean, but yeah. again, you leave because I, I feel like kids leave because they're afraid of competition. You yeah. know, if you look in the early, you know, late '90s, early 2000s, or even before then, them kids came to play, man. Like it yeah. was like I'm going to take your spot. It wasn't yeah. like, well, it's not working out. I'm well, going to transfer. Yeah, and we had a conversation uh, a few weeks or months ago with Damian Barry, who, who oh, yeah. personally knows something about a crowded running oh, yeah. back room. I think all Correct. four of those dudes went to the NFL. Oh, it was Lamar right. Miller, Duke Johnson, uh, Mike James, Damian Berry. Who else was in there? He, well, he actually uh, played with uh, – who was the – Javaris James. Yeah. Who Not was the Duke. Dude that, who was their team? So, because right. Damian graduated in 2010. Um, but it was Lamar. It was Lee Chambers. Yeah. Um, Who's the dude that tore up his Lee knee? Barry, Mike James. What's that? Who's the dude that was really good, tore up his knee, and then he played for the Eagles for like half a year? Um, I can't think, but I th- I'm pretty sure those two played together as well for a season. I can't think of his name. Play running back? Yeah. Really, really talented. I can't, he was one of my favorite players. Greg Cooper? Greg Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, man. Greg Cooper. Yeah. He but again, was, uh, yeah, JJ. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. But again, it was competition, man. Like, yeah. was, I think, and that's what I like about this 20, like this 21 class. Yeah. Like, them boys want to come and play. Yeah. Like. I think these kids come in as freshmen and say, you know what? All you upperclassmen, we're coming for you. We're coming for your throats. Oh, yeah. We're coming. I mean, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I, I have a mountain of respect for Cam Harris, so I, I, I wouldn't oh, verbalize yeah. it. But part of me wonders if Jalen Knighton is, is coming for his job, and I'm interested to see how that plays out. Because I think Knighton is one of the most talented. <laughs> The rooster, man. Yeah, uh, rooster boy. Yeah, I'm. I'm very interested to see how that plays out, because you know Cam is is one of the the leaders of the team, and he's an Correct. incredibly talented back. Um, but I'm I'm keeping my eye on that that you know I'm I'm keeping my eye on how we split the carries between him and Jalen. Yeah. Well, and again, I think Jalen can actually you know kickoffs, punt yep. returns. You know, the thing that, you know, Catching you mentioned passes. Mark Pope, I think this is an opportunity. Yeah, I think Mark Pope obviously is an opportunity for him to get into the, uh, you know, the kicking game as well. Um, I th- I, I'm, I'm a firm believer you use your best athletes at every position. You know, yeah. again, like look when Devin Hester was here, right? When Devin Hester was here, he was playing offense, defense, special teams. Yeah. You played who you played. I remember in 2001, right, you had like just – a plethora of entertainment. Like it was just great watching those guys. Like I call it entertainment because those guys were fun to watch, but Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, all these guys were playing special teams, you know, punt returns, kick returns, punt coverage. Like you put your best players out on the field. Like, I don't care. Like you you just, you have to. So, and I think if Miami wants to get back to where they once were, that's a, that's the thing that I have to do. Um, so J man, real quick. I know we, you know, we're, uh, we got some time here. I want to talk about your favorite sport, the old NBA. Yes, but before sir. we talk about your Utah Jazz being one-on-one with Denver, I want to talk about my 305 boys, the Miami Heat, 2-0 up on the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. My man Duncan Robinson went off for, I believe, 27 yesterday. My man yeah. was just stroking it. Oh, yeah. he's So he's a guy that I had never heard of before this season. Um, but I am a huge Duncan Robinson fan now. Listen, the, the Heat run on Duncan. <laughs> they do they do he's i i think uh you know every time i watch the heat play i am i'm shocked at how important duncan robinson is to what they do you know be- i actually like duncan better than i like tyler does that is yeah. that a fair assessment oh yeah i i would agree with you at this point you know i i okay. think it remains to be seen on who has the higher ceiling uh yeah. but right now i would take duncan robinson quite a bit as as quite a bit better than tyler hero um, I think Kendrick Nunn is a phenomenal player yeah. as well. Yeah. But I think with Jimmy and Bam, like I think that team is starting to gel. Like I don't think the NBA gives gives enough respect to Bam that he deserves. Bam, agree or disagree? Agree. Uh, well, okay. It, I mean, uh, yes and no. I, I think uh, Heat fans maybe give a little too much respect, and the rest of the NBA doesn't give enough. Um, you know, I, I it's like the boy Donovan Mitchell out there. Yeah, correct. You guys yeah. probably give him bad respect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we 
I've, <laughs> I've gotten into so many Twitter arguments with uh, Suns fans, you know, that, that think that Devin Booker is a better player than Donovan Mitchell, but I won't get into that. Um, how I about your Utah Jazz? Let me ask you this. How about your Utah Jazz just opening up a can? So the funny thing is, so I listened to the Mike McCoy show the other day with you guys. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I'm, getting, I'm, I'm listening to more and more podcasts. I'm getting away from the radio okay. um, as far as like music, and I'm listening to more and more podcasts because I want to be the one who supports like my, my bros, right? Yes. You're my bro. Yeah, so I appreciate that. I, I, and I never met Mike. Like personally, but uh, Mike's my bro, right? Anybody who like is affiliated with Canes and are good people, they're my bros. So I listened to the Mike McCoy show the other day, and uh, I thought his NBA assessment was was spot on. It was fire. And yeah. uh, again, you brought you brought a lot of you brought a lot of heat yourself there, Jay man. So well, thank, you. Uh, thank you. You know, yeah, keep bringing that up. Yeah. So let's talk about your Utah Jazz real quick. Talk to me about him. Okay, so I mean, it's kind of going as expected. Um, on our you did show, say seven. You did yeah. say seven before the Conley injury, right? Uh, yes, yes. And then um, I corrected it on on Mike's show. I changed it to Nuggets in six or seven. Um, on our show, before Conley missed the first two, I had Jazz in seven. Correct. Um, and you know, I still think that that series is a toss up. I, I think it could go seven, and I'm not sure yeah. who wins. I think the Denver Nuggets are a much deeper team than the Utah Jazz. Um, I think the coaching is about even. I, I'm actually a big Quinn Snyder fan, um, and I really like Mike Malone as well. Um, the, the thing for me, and I, I said it on our show, I said it on Mike's show, the, the Rudy Gobert and Nikola Jokic matchup um, is just so important every time these two teams match up. Because Jokic is an MVP caliber player. and Could be. Could Rudy, be. Yeah. And, and you know, like, I, I think he'll be in the running for that award for another four or five years. Rudy Gobert just knows how to neutralize him. Um, okay. So it, it's just hard to predict what's going to happen. And Donovan Mitchell is, you know, he's, he's playing absolutely lights out right now. Well, it's like you and I just talked about a little earlier. Like, if Donovan doesn't – if he doesn't ball – the yeah. same way that Damian Lillard doesn't ball, yeah. the team doesn't go anywhere, right? Yeah. Obviously, you saw that last night because the Lakers just destroyed Portland. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was more like a payback from the other <laughs> night. And say, you know what? Okay, you know. But but again, um, how about that Wednesday night game with Dallas? Like just kind of like yeah. beating the Clippers. How'd yeah. you like that game? <laughs> I I loved it, and and you know I was actually cheering for a Dallas. Uh, and Denver matchup because I really wanted to pick uh, Dallas in a first round upset. I really, really wanted to, because I I think Dallas can beat the Clippers. Like if they play the same way that they played the other night. And and let me tell you, man, I I get, so I watched a Laker game last night. I'm just so tired of the bull crap calls that AD gets or LeBron gets, you know, same thing with like Kawhi, like, you know, Paul George, like, I'm watching these guys like just like truck people and and hit people, no yeah. foul calls. I'm like, come on, man, you know. But uh, you can see Luca was getting a little little mad, a little little deteriorated. Yeah. He was uh, it was good. Dude, Luca Luca is a superstar by all by all stretch of the imagination. I just, I mean, I gush when I talk about Luca. I I can't say enough positive things. <laughs> is that your man crush? Is that is that your man crush? Yeah. Do you have a man crush? I do. I do actually. And you know, who's your man crush? It, it's probably Luca Doncic, honestly. <laughs> really? <That's laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing: is I've I've always been known to have an affinity for like the European Balkan players for some reason. Gotcha. I've, you know, I, I've been a big Chris Tapps Porzingis fan. I guess he's okay. not from the Balkans. He's from the Baltics. Um, okay. He's no. Yeah. And then, he's, not, uh, he's not from the States. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Boyan Bogdanovich. I was before he mm-hmm. got signed with the Jazz. Yeah. I was immensely gotcha. happy when that happened. Um, you know, I, I just, I like the European brand of basketball. I like that it's based in fundamentals and passing and shooting. Um, yeah, you know, because you don't get the athletic freaks um, like yeah. LeBron James or Russell Westbrook. You don't really get those in in Europe. Right, right, right. Um, Makes sense. So I and 
I guess I can relate to that because I've never been an athletic freak. And so gotcha. I grew up watching guys um, that played a lot of Euro ball, you know, like Manu Ginobili, who's he's yeah. from South America, but you know, he, played in, he played in Europe for a long time. And I hated him. <laughs> I, I, just, yeah. I don't know what it was. I, I don't know. If maybe I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I get what I you're saying. Know. Cause I actually hated him at first too. And then when I started to get more into it, more playing basketball, then I noticed he was a smart player, but he used to drive me up the wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, and he was a lefty. He just, I hated yeah. it. I hated it, you know? For sure. Um, so, again, I, I know you're a big NBA player, uh, fan. I'm a big NBA fan. Yeah. What do you think about the, the upset with the Magic over the Bucks at first in game one? Like, how, were you surprised? I was shocked. I, I was shocked because I felt like that was the most in the bag sweep out of all gotcha. the series. Um, you know, I'm not an Aaron Gordon guy. Uh, you know, I'm just not a I'm just not an Orlando Magic guy, honestly. I just I don't think that they have a, a good thing going right now. <laughs> so, and, uh, f- funny story, real quick before before you go on that, like Aaron Gordon, right? Yeah. Like I actually watched uncle drew the other night yeah <laughs> and i watched him in uncle drew <laughs> yeah that's the only time i ever think about it, aaron gordon <laughs> is when i watch uncle drew <laughs> so <laughs> how yeah. bad is that like yeah they have a horrible team horrible yeah. team absolutely but to pull off that upset the other night it was shocking, shocking. yeah and and you know it, it could have just been one of those things of the bucks just need to get feeling themselves you know they, we kind of saw that with the lakers in, in game one of their series um, yeah. On Mike's show, I said that, you know, I thought the Lakers were going to flip the switch. Um, a lot of Oh, they did were, last night. Yeah. And, and people <laughs> oh, tried did. to put them on upset alert. And I'm like, no. I, I'm not having it. Because, no. like I said, you know, in, in the bubble, in that eight-game mini season, um, they beat the two, three, and four seed. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Nuggets. They beat the Jazz. Um, so it was like when they had to turn it on, they did. And, and I don't think they'll have a problem in the playoffs. I, you know, I think they'll face some resistance against the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. But I, I would I love to see Dallas win that series, though. I would love it. I, I'd, I'd like to just see different teams. Get rid of the Clippers. Oh, I will be I waving a Slovenian flag. You know, how about I, the, I, how about I will the Heat be, and in the Finals? That would be great, actually. I – I, I think a lot of Heat fans would be disappointed. I'm not a big Eastern Conference guy. I, I think I like uh, the East better than the West. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I I don't think the East is very good. Just though. like I'm, a, but I'm like an AFC guy over an NFC guy. Yeah. Does that so, make sense? It does. It does make sense. Um, however, you're a Broncos I, fan, right? You're a Broncos fan. I I was a Broncos fan. I'm a you are. Bills oh, now fan. you're a Bills fan. So you're yeah. still an AFC. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an AFC guy. Um, well, Dr. I, McDaniel really ruined your Denver experience, huh? He's ruined a lot of things for me. I can't stand the guy. <laughs> okay, I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> I remember we had that conversation one time, and you told yeah. me it was Josh McDaniels. <laughs> There's he's he's one of my biggest sports nemesis. Nem, nemesis, oh. nemesis. Yeah, I can't stand the guy. Anytime he comes oh. open for a, a head coaching candidate, I just oh, I roll my oh, eyes, oh. man. Like him is Sarkeesian. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't wish him on my worst enemy. Oh boy, that's bad. Yeah, I I actually hope I you know actually I would I hope the Patriots keep him after Bill rides off into the sunset. I hope Josh McDaniels becomes their coach, and I hope it is just a garbage fire. Wow, wow. Well, speaking of that though, like it's season's getting ready to start though. You know, again, we got the NBA going. We got the playoffs. First rounds are first rounds are here. You know, um, and you know, again, we'll we'll wait to see what happens. But yeah. obviously, the first rounds will go pretty quick. It's not that like long draw, you know, drawn out series type thing. But uh, but listen, man, we're uh, we're gonna have to kind of wrap this up, Jay. Man, like yeah. we kind of flew through this, you know, yeah. show of ours. It, it's we're gonna hard. have to start requesting for a two-hour show. So if you're yeah. listening there, Larry, Frank, <laughs> yeah. anybody else that slam. You might have give us a little an extra boost over here and give us maybe an extra hour or so, maybe an extra two hours, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, listen, we're going to wrap this thing up. You guys enjoy your Friday. Have a great weekend. J-Man, close us up. Send us home. All right. 
thank you for listening to the Kane Gang Show with Derek Coe and J-Man, myself, mm-hmm. Jordan Nelson. And, uh, you know, we're Sirius XM, Channel 145, Slam Radio. Have a great weekend, you guys. Peace! Go Canes. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.